Are you sure? Yeah. I'm going to say that just so you know, when, as soon as you start rolling. The, your Miami? <laughs> yeah, Miami. What, is Miami in this bracket? Yeah, you're the getting out of order. That's go Midwest. No, no, no. We're going it's east. Midwest. We told everybody yeah, to go yeah, east. I'll wait. Can, yeah, you can do it now or four to close it out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the ACC Basketball laugh, Degenerates Podcast. We're always laughing. Mike is always laughing. He's got a great laugh, though. And we're taking a look at the East region as we continue our four-part preview of the NCAA tournament. We do it every single year. We've done it every single year since 2015. Is that right, gentlemen? So let's yeah, rock buddy. and roll. Number one seed, Baylor, going up against Norfolk State. You know, I feel so rotten inside because I've been telling my listeners of my day job and my sportscasts about the Commonwealth teams, and I've only listed Virginia Tech and Richmond, but I've disrespected oh. Norfolk State. However, they are indeed in the draw, and they're getting a Baylor team who's coming off rest like they had last year before their national title run. And Baylor's a team who doesn't really deal in nonsense in the first round of the NCAA tournament on a traditional basis under Scott Drew, so I don't think there's much to say here besides from I would not take the points uh, in either direction. I wouldn't lay them with Baylor. I, I would not take them with Norfolk State. But if I had to choose, which we have to choose, I would go brute force Baylor. Gentlemen. Mm. Agreed. Well said. That's yeah, Thank you. Yeah, that was, that that was well said. You know, as long as Baylor doesn't get or, or Prince doesn't get out rebounded again by Yale, I guess they'll be OK. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I love it for that for that uh, selection show. They actually had a camera at Norfolk State. And, you know, it was like, Norfolk State playing Baylor. The guys were like, uh, okay. You know? Like, you could tell they did not want to have to run up and down the court against Baylor, who is a very physical and dominating team. Were, they'd much rather would have played Were they expecting a 13 seed or something? You're Norfolk State <laughs> yeah, for goodness Yeah, sense. I don't know. I think deep down they were just really hoping for maybe maybe Auburn or even, you know, that bad Duke team. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Norfolk state. I, you know, as a Virginia person myself, I'll take Norfolk state. I'm really happy Let's for go. you. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank Taylor, you. why don't you break our tie? I have Baylor and whatever the number is. I don't even know off the top whatever of my head. It is. It's probably high. 18, 23. It's up whatever. there. Yeah. It's in the twenties. Um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be 20 ish, right? Yeah. I would assume it's probably 20 somewhere in there. Um, Tay -tay. all right. N You've got to choose Taylor. You've got to make a pick. Oh, Taylor chose. Taylor chose. You took Baylor? You chose Baylor. Are you with I'm me? Baylor. I'm okay, Baylor. you are on Baylor. Yeah, okay. Taylor. Yeah, I'm with you. Her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next up, one of the other ACC teams, these these garbage teams that make the tournament, ACC, UNC, University of North Carolina, playing Marquette, Shaka Smarts, Raging Eagles. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. We know, we know. We, we don't need a boxing type of introduction for these two teams they don't have nicknames they don't have like the sultan of SWAT oh man i wish attached what do you, to what okay. do you think uh, i already have uh, that was the first bet i made in the ncaa tournament once the field was announced north oh, carolina really? minus three i i went Easy right to the money. window and i like them coming off a loss in the semis against virginia tech i like that reset after they had won i don't know how many games that are open a lot because they had a blazing yeah. hot february just right. blazing hot all the way down the home stretch. The Duke win. They obliterated Virginia, which you know was predictable. And then they ran into the Virginia Tech team, who was a little bit of a team of destiny. They got away from them in the second half. 
I like the resets. And I, I just don't believe in this Marquette team. I'm going back to my fade the Big East theory. And I think the ACC mm-hmm. is a little bit undervalued. I don't know how Marquette deals with Manic. I don't know how they deal with Love if he's playing well. And I think he'll be locked in. I think he'll be really challenged by Hubert Davis in this game. And um, give me Baycott in the four-out North Carolina Tar Heels. Marquette has limped to the finish line after the two Villanova wins where everybody was getting really excited. But it's not about how you play in December, January. It's how you play in February and March. I don't just say how you play in March because I think February is an incredibly important month, and that's been one of my revelations here in the 2022 season. So I have North Carolina. I think they win this one by eight points or more. Mm. Mm. Nice. Taylor, what do you think? I hate this game. I think North Carolina is a I do I think North Carolina is bad, and I want to bet against them. And why would you it just say happens that? Happens they get I mean, I don't want to bet it. I, I just they're too inconsistent. They when have they ever beat a good team? And I don't count Duke. Like when have they ever beat a good team? I don't know. And Marquette doesn't really count. And Marquette is a like terrible, terrible bottom of the barrel rebounding team well, on both oh, yeah. ends of the court. I've got a newsflash not- for you, Taylor. Marquette's not a good team. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm up to. I wish, I wish they were playing somebody else. I mean, I, Marquette shouldn't be in this field. I don't know what we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess they Marquette wants to play super fast. So, so does UNC. So, like, take the over. I don't know. I, if you're gonna press me, I'm I'm mm-hmm. waffling here. You know, I think 30 seconds ago, all fair. I told you guys UNC is terrible and Marquette's gonna win by 20. And now I'm leaning towards taking UNC with the points, even just because I think Marquette is going to play right into their hands. So I'm just really good uh, at convincing people about things. That's what the the bottom line is. And I've I've yeah. drawn Taylor over to my side. I just reeled him in. You know, I am I have a little bit of a Jedi sway. And welcome, as Mike said. Hey. You know, last year, hello, hello, welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Baby Blue. <laughs> Oh, come on, Michael, join us. Come on. I know you want to. Yeah, yeah, theory. I'm gonna join you. I mean, North Carolina is North North Carolina is bad, but they're not this bad. I mean, Justin Lewis has had a great year for Marquette. You know, he's I thought he might even win Big East Player of the Year at one point. Our good old friend Daryl Morsell is still out there guarding people and bricking mid-range jumpers. Um, you know, the the Maryland, the Maryland transfer. Um yes, indeed. you know, and even even has more of a responsibility now, but yeah, I like, I like UNC to get out and find the rhythm a little bit here. The rebounding thing is just a huge red flag. Obviously um, North Carolina has built decades of mm-hmm. um, they've, they've built buildings and gyms just dedicated to rebounding. So, um, and they're know, not they, even, they just, this isn't even like a historically good UNC rebounding team, but like right. they might clean up, you know, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, bad. I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take UNC. Marquette's rebounding, offensive glass, defensive glass. It's getting down to the dark red, as we like to say, in Kempop turns. It is getting right, in right, the, the right. dark red, like blood red, right. scarlet. Mar- Mar- what Mar- else can we throw out there? Yeah, they're they're 300 plus in each, so it's yeah. not good. They shoot a bunch of threes, and they could get hot, and they have some good shooters, you know, so who knows? I don't know. They have one good shooter. I'll they don't have that, great so. shooting, though. North Carolina has great shooting, so they let's do. stamp it. On to the yeah. next consensus. 
My Easy St. Money. Mary's Gales going up against either, hopefully, Wyoming or Indiana. That would not be good. Mm-hmm. I think I've said my piece on this team. For anybody who follows my Twitter account or knows me personally, my thoughts have been laid out. I don't need to rehash them. I'm just going to correct Taylor and Mike's thoughts or their grievances against the Gales. So how about you two take the floor? Because I know Mike is going to try to knock out the St. Mary's team out of spite or just out of some ridiculous vendetta against a great man and a great American named Tommy (laughs) Cusey. Or maybe Uh. he has something against Randy Bennett, or maybe he just thinks Moraga is too nice of a place to have a good basketball team. Maybe it's the soft West Coast take from our main man from a couple years ago, right? Wasn't that a conversation you had on a cross-country trip? It was. It was. You know what it is? I mean, St. Mary's and the climate around it, you know what it fosters? Stretch soft fours and bigs. You know, I don't, there's nothing I like or hate worse than a soft big, you know, just. Are you saying Toss all, is, is soft? Are you kidding me? I mean, Matthias, well, he's a bit of a house, but the rest Toss of them, is the rest soft. of them, right? I could, I could do without St. Mary's. And honestly, I, I think Indiana comes in and beats Wyoming. Then Wyoming and Indiana, those are two teams just going in totally opposite directions. Wyoming was totally mm-hmm. in control of the Mountain West for most of February or for most of January. And they fell off a cliff. And then the wheels fell off, and they just, they're not the same team. Indiana, meanwhile, has somewhat found itself. Uh, they ran into the buzzsaw that was Iowa, I guess, in the uh, Big Ten. But, but, you know, I think that the I think Indiana gives St. Mary's a, a just I think they're just too physical for him. I just don't really I think so too. I don't see it. I don't see St. Mary's being able to play the free flowing, beautiful game of of Bill Walton's you know dreams. Instead, I see them playing uh, essentially the game of a steel town. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> think about where St. Mary's ran into issues during the regular season. They ran into issues against San Diego State, right? I watched yes. that game. San Diego yep. State was able to build a little bit of a wall, which is what St. Mary's actually likes to do against a lot of opponents. And St. Mary's mm-hmm. had one of those droughts, a deathly drought. They had a drought against BYU before BYU decided to bail on the season in mid-January. And then Santa Clara is one other game that I can think of, even though they did get to 72 there. I still think this team has hit the reset button after taking Gonzaga down to the final five minutes, a one-possession game. I just don't think we can scoff at that. We can't just scoff at, oh, wow, they blew the doors off of Gonzaga in the regular season finale. We can't just mm-hmm. throw that out the window and say, congratulations, Indiana. You you know played Iowa really tight, and you lost on a bank shot from Bohannon. So mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with St. Mary's, even if it is Indiana. I'm definitely going with them against Wyoming. Just out of Randy Bennett's ability to game plan, and I think he's a much better scheme coach than Mike Woodson, Indiana might be able to out jump out bounce out physical St. Mary's but I still think St. Mary's has the best player on the court. I would take Tommy Cusey in a draft over Trace Jackson. I really would. Mm. Taylor. Wow. 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 Shots fired. I mean, I I'm at the risk of just repeating what Luke said. It's always dangerous. I Wyoming is definitely a better matchup for St. Mary's and maybe Luke has convinced yes, me they of are. St. Mary's like the I mean, Wyoming I I'm kind of rooting for them to win. So I can bet on St. Mary's because I I don't know what the line would be. Like Wyoming shoots a ton of threes, has only one guy who's really a good shooter. St. Mary's 
has the best defense against three-point attempts in the nation, which I think is like a better metric than, you know, three-point percentage a lot of times. And they really slow the game down. If Indiana comes through, which is probably more likely maybe, that game is going to be an absolute rock fight, I think. It's going to be one of those like, you know, 56-54 games. Uh, And kind of still – I think Trace Jackson Davis will still be the best player on the floor. But I, I kind of still like the St. Mary's to to eat that one out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they'll get inside, but I don't think Indiana's can, is offense is good enough to take advantage of that defense. Yeah, I mean St. Mary's should be favored. I mean they are the better team, and the, yeah. key, the key matchup is you guys just keep talking about. It. You keep talking about Kuzi. I mean Kuzi is amazing. And I mean, we, we all remember who the point card of Indiana is, right? As, as ACC B-ball DJs, <laughs> yes, we, we are, do. we are intimately oh, familiar yes, are. with the with exploits of, of Xavier Johnson, former pit uh, aficionado of turnovers, mostly the man loved to turn the ball over. Um, <laughs> he just, there was no turnover he wouldn't make. Um, and, I mean, that's just that's a huge mismatch. I mean, you know, I, St. Mary should win the game, but they will have a lot of problems with the Indiana team. And I just think a lot has to go right, you know, as a team for for St. Mary's to pull it out. Um, so I I don't know. I'm I'm regrettably I I guess you know what if I'm picking if I'm just writing in a bracket, I guess I would just write it. I would write in St. Mary's. I would write them in. They're the better team. Um, but I don't like it. Obviously, okay. you can hear it. We're moving on to the next one because we don't actually have a line for this game because it's to be determined. Right. I'm going to be brief on UCLA and Akron, and I'll lead us off. It's the 4-13 in the East. I really don't like the Akron team. I've watched just a little bit of them, just a wee amount of Akron basketball. And the resume is just pointing to being hot in the postseason. And I think that's what they're hanging their hat on. But they've got – I know they opened up game one going toe-to-toe with Ohio State. Congrats. You know, it's it's game one. I've got to look at the slump they went in in mid-February, which worries me a little bit. And the UCLA team, Hakez, even in the loss to Arizona in the Pac-12 title game, showed that he's back to being his normal self. And he might be the guy and not Juzang – to close out games. Yeah. He can get his shot off anywhere, yeah. anytime he wants. And yeah. I think that's a huge weapon. Even if they get in a tense situation, if they get in trouble, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I'm going UCLA here. I, I think there's too much shot making. And UCLA has become underrated, I think. This is a team who beat Arizona at home at Pauley fairly comfortably. That doesn't happen a lot unless you're in altitude with the Colorado game, right? So right, right. I, I just haven't liked the Akron team from what I've seen. I'm not an Akron savant, but if you're trying to go for a double digit upset, this is not the place to do it. It's right. it's the worst spot. If you're thinking about a 13 and a four, you know, go, go take South right. Dakota state, go take another 13 out there. For example, like t- go take Chattanooga. That's a much better play. If you're trying to get a, th- I mean, even Vermont potentially, I just, I think this is the worst 13 to go with. Yeah, I'll let Taylor talk on UCLA for a minute, but I just want to say that um, Akron, you know, they're starting guards, I think. I don't think there's a single one over 6'3". And, you know, UCLA loves living that mid-range. UCLA is going to get any shot that they want. You know, just imagine them, you know, Tiger 
feeding Juzang and uh, Juarez just coming in and just they're going to be able to have whatever they want in that mid-range game. Um, so anyways, what do you see here, Taylor? What do you see in UCLA? Even not here, but long-term. Yeah, I mean, I totally think UCLA is underrated now. Like, people are very much overrating them. And I really like them. I went, I mean, I'm, I'm on board. They just – they have several guys who can get their own shot and several guys who can, like, make something, you know, that you need in tournament situations where you need a bucket – and just good shooters and like they're very well balanced and i just think mm-hmm. that plays into the a tournament format really well like they don't turn the ball over you know they play good defense good offense they control the tempo i i'm i'm much higher on UCLA, ucla than i think i feel like most people are i feel like they're really being overlooked here yeah I think I just called Jacquez uh, Juarez. What time is it? You know, we've been recording for a while. (laughs) A Mario Party character. You know, you've got Juarez and Luigi and Waluigi and Wario. Anyway, I mean, let's play some Mario Kart, guys, and just break up the spot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Tiger Campbell shooting like 41, 42% from three this season. That shouldn't on, happen, yeah. but it's happened. I don't know I how. Mean, also, he's taking like double the attempts he has ever taken in his career, you know, of the last two years. I mean, that's just, that's, you love to see it. Yeah. And and I think that Akron has to play through their big, and I don't even have his name in front of me, Enrique something. He's like a typical like 6'7", 260-pound mid-major big. I mean, Miles Johnson is just going to like, you know those things where they like take the trash bag and they just put it over a whole person, the person just disappears <laughs> or whatever. That's gonna be what happens yeah, with Miles Johnson's right. defense in this game. <laughs> We're go. I'm going UCLA minus thirteen and a half. I'll take a, a big you, favorite here. Sure. Yeah, all day, all day. People in Vegas are gonna love cheering for that game. They're gonna become the Oregon <laughs> of uh, of Vegas cheering. People love cheering for Oregon and Vegas. UCLA will be that team this year. All right, everybody, we have arrived. You know, you know. The East is a lot of fun once we get to this lower half. Texas and Virginia Tech. Can one of you two gentlemen lead this conversation Ugh. off? Because you know my feelings about Texas. I've been anti-Texas since day one. It was a voice out uh, of the wilderness. And no one would everybody listen. Everybody hates Texas. Well, now everybody they do. <laughs> but everybody was picking them to the Final Four back in November. I don't know if you guys remember mm. this or recall this. Oh, Chris Beard, look at all these transfers. Marcus Carr. Yeah, congratulations, Marcus Carr, <laughs> the guy who's never wanted anything and didn't lead his team to the dance last year and just uh, took a bunch of long twos. Anyway, you guys go. <laughs> yeah, as you start off for five or ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you you did have uh, Texas in that very first podcast. You were talking about how terrible they'd be. And congratulations, you were right. Um, Thank you. It means a lot to me. I, I needed that from yeah. somebody, and it finally came. Yeah. So I, I had to I mean, pull it out of you, but eventually it came. Yeah, I mean, Aunt Courtney Ramey and uh, Andrew Jones, who've been there for, mm, I don't know, five years, you know, I feel like they uh, they ushered in and out Shaka Smart. Um, you know, they they are who they are. You know, they're not they're not great shot makers. Um, you know, Marcus Carr is very deliberate and uh, point driven point guard, you know. But honestly, you know, the biggest disappointment for me is Disu, the transfer from Vanderbilt. Um, you know, I thought that he was going to be a integral part to that Texas defense. 
and he has been um, not available. Let's just say, Um, you know, he just, he just hasn't been there. Um, And so you're just kind of left with a team that is built, you know, it's being run by Chris Beard, but it's not built for Chris Beard. Uh, You know, it's in, in the wheels have totally fallen off towards the end of the year. I mean, they've, they've they're lost like uh whatever four of their last six or something like that um they've just been bad just been bad but if you look at the teams that they've lost to i mean they're good they've lost yeah they're they're they've lost to kansas and texas tech you know baylor teams that you know you think can make a final four run um so you know i don't know i i don't like texas but and I, I think I would be one to capitalize on everybody hating Texas, but not against for this hot Virginia Tech. Team. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect not against, matchup not, for Virginia. Yeah, Tech. Yeah, not in this matchup for Virginia Tech. Um, when you're going to be working through a Luma, a Luma really doesn't have anybody to guard him. This is where you need Disu, right? For from Vanderbilt, you need him to guard a Luma in this matchup, and you're just not going to get it. Um, and much is just going to be cleaning stuff up and, you know, they have some of the hottest three point shooters in the country with Couture and storm Murphy has emerged. You know, it's just like, it's crazy right now for Virginia tech. So I'm, I'm all over Virginia tech. Yeah. Don't forget about Padula as well. Taylor. Yeah. I said, I liked a, you know, non double by team to win the ACC tournament. I said it would be one of the two Virginia teams. And you were correct. I'm, I'm blowing it. on the dice and riding Virginia Tech. I think they're going to make the Sweet 16. I mean, I, I like – I'm just – and that's purely Ooh. a, you know, a heat-check pick, but I, I love it. I'm I'm going with them. It, it's about time that all the metrics they've had for so long this entire catch season up. losing games catch up. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Well, the good thing is they've got Purdue in the next game to make the Sweet 16. Or do they? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, why don't you lead us on this next conversation? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to pour one out for Princeton, man. They were the best team all year so in the sorry. Ivy. And, you know, I thought they were going to go wire to wire. I thought they were going to win the regular season and the kind of whack conference tournament for the Ivy League. Honestly, I don't really like it. I, Anyways, they they lost a very hard fought battle against Yale um, that it's, I was very upset about. Oh, you were all of my neighbors. Uh, my neighbors heard about it. Like they well, seriously, like my my neighbor next door, like actually came over and was like, "Oh, what you guys watching?" You know, like, but also like slightly concerned for the children. Are um, you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of those. Like, is everything all right? Well, just um, wait after. Llewellyn transfers to the University of Virginia. That's going to be even yeah. more painful for you because it might oh happen. Oh my gosh! He's already in the portal, oh. and guess who recruited him? Guess who oh. is in the ground floor? Llewellyn. So, if, for those that don't know, Llewellyn was the number one recruit that Princeton's ever gotten, at least in the past 20, 25 years. The only top fifty guy that they've ever gotten, and he he had a tough career. He didn't. He didn't really show up um, for the first four years of his career, but this year he really got it together and he finally learned how to shoot a jump shot. I think he shot 40% from three this year. And 
fittingly, you know, in that Yale game, he ends up going like two for seven from three. All his old woes reemerge, and he's just crushed on the on the sideline after the game. So I do hope that he gets a second chance. Um, I'm, and I'm, I would be thrilled if he could get that with Tony Bennett, actually, you know, and Tony could fix his shot a little bit. That would be I'd actually be really happy for him. So there's my glass half full thing now Back side to note about screw screw yale screw yale burn them <laughs> beat them into the ground purdue yeah sure you got a you got swain out there who can who's a real shot maker put them in the ground Edie. put them in the ground ivy you know just put them down all right screw yale okay that's my <laughs> the more and more i think about this the more i believe that zach and the beanstalk <laughs> will be able to score every time he touches it. And then Travion, as long as he's not doing ridiculous things, I don't want to see him fading away on the baseline for jump shots or doing yeah. through-the-leg passes. I think they should be fine. And, you know, Yale has nobody to guard Ivy. Stefanovic should be able to get open. But I don't even want those guys shooting from the perimeter. I really don't. I just want an Edie touch or a, a Travion touch almost every single time. Mainly Edie. This this reeks of an Edie game. The spread is what? What are we looking at here for this game? 16? Yeah, it's 16. Wow. That's a With little high. I mean, Yale is a is a defensive-minded team. They're going to definitely play their pace and slow it down. I mean, I don't know if they're Princeton, a defensive-minded team, though. I think they, they thrive yeah, on no, offense. Yeah, no, they are. They are. They definitely are. Are you serious? They definitely are. Um, um, I'm, and, I got to look at their numbers right now. Just because and the I mean, Princeton. Is, well, I guess, yeah, you're right. You're right. They're, they're Princeton, Princeton was the eighth highest scoring team in the NCAA this year. I mean, they scored over 80 a game. And they slowed that Princeton game down to a crawl where I think it was – it was in the fifties and sixties. Um, well, Princeton was also is also very reliant on the three, and they uh, Yale defends the three very well. They force you yeah. into a lot of like, you know, into the shot clock contested low percentage threes. They, yeah, they yeah, well, and, they, and to... they collapse the paint too. I mean, they're they're a good defensive team. I mean, I'm they're not going to bet on this sixteen point line. That's that's I, I can't wrap my head around that either way. So we have to ask ourselves. Is Yale a different team than they were in November, December, yes. early January? You think they are? Yes, 100%, they are. Because they yeah, are wholly, so bad. wholly different. They were yeah, just wholly a different. terrible team at the beginning of the year. And yes, they were. There is one little secret about Purdue that not everybody's picking up on. They don't necessarily blow the doors off teams. They've mm -hmm. struggled to create separation and keep it on a variety of occasions, even against yeah. the low dwellers of the Big Ten. So... Right. I think it, I can't well, be saying at, this. I think it's too much. I, I I would take Yale in sixteen. I really would. I mean, yeah, I, I, I will. Defense either, 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 so you know. Ugh. you're gonna have to put that bet in for me. I don't think I'll. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think my thumb will click the. It's screen. too. It's too raw for Michael. It's too raw. Yeah. Well, you. Can, I was upset. I was upset. I know. Put a Virginia Tech bet in for me, Taylor. Are you gonna make it a consensus? I hope not. I I I'm not gonna be involved in this. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Purdue. Put him in the ground, like he said. Put him yeah. in the <laughs> Let's get mad. Shake the fist at the cloud. Like like T Boone Pickens. Put him in the ground. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, it's time to advance on to the penultimate game of the East region. And guess what? You're not going to believe this, but we finally arrived at one of the layups of the East region, round number one. Mm. Guess yeah. what? It's a layup. This game is going to be about a pick 'em. 
Murray State might actually be getting a point. I don't know where we are now in the line. This is terrible, but it should be in that vicinity by the time of tip-off. You know, Todd Golden is just somebody who's from Slytherin, who you just want to throw up against the side of a wall. Does that make sense? And this San Francisco team reflects his personality. I'm not a big fan of Masalski. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, just, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, <laughs> Boyea just is the king of throwing up a trash three that goes in right before the halftime buzzer. But guess what happens in the second half? They get blitzed. The San Francisco team does not have what it takes to make round two. Murray State has been much better. They've been more consistent. They ran riot uh, through their campaign. I don't think they lost a conference game, did they? No. 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 The only time they They got really tested was against Simu in that uh, game at Simu. But they responded nicely in the tournament and uh, ran riot through it. This is Murray State all the way from me, unless I'm missing something, guys. But uh, this it looks too easy. It's such a layup. I think the WCC is actually getting overrated right now. BYU turned out to be a terrible team at, at the end of the year. Maybe not terrible, but they just fell off a cliff. And San Francisco did not beat St. Mary's. They didn't beat Gonzaga. What did they do? They just took out BYU in the tournament. That's really what they're hanging their hat on. So I I don't see it with San Francisco. I will be on Murray State 100%. Yeah, nobody knows the West Coast Conference like you. Um, Thank you. I I appreciate that. You you really put in the time with the WCC when really no one else (laughs) was. (laughs) Nobody else was trying to. Nobody else was looking to do it. But you were doing it. Nobody Um, asked that. Yeah, no. And I agree. I, you know, I think this Murray State team, I think, is better than the Ja Morant team. You know, I mean, I thought that Ja was great, obviously, but he didn't have a great team. I think this Murray State team is going to give Kentucky a run. It's going to put a little a little start into uh, Cal, let's say. Um, I, but I, I like I like Murray State here as well. I mean, I, I'm not a I'm not a San Fran guy, but the the backcourt matchup is awesome. I mean, it's going to be. Um, it's going to be a great one to watch. I think it's it's going to uh, be a lot of fun. Yeah, I just had a major deja vu moment when you just ran through that entire sentence or soliloquy. This is very strange mm-hmm. for me right now. It's deja vu. It's got to be a good sign, though. Forget bad deja vu. <laughs> I just had massive deja vu, but Taylor, go ahead. Yeah, I want to take Murray State, too. I mean, both these teams, I'm sad to see them matched up because both these teams would be teams that I would love to take against – other teams. You know what it takes, yeah. San Francisco. Do you know what it? Just I, say no. I would want to. It's like a drug. Just but, say no to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take Murray State here. Okay. We conclude the East Region breakdown of round one, at least, and then we'll just go to hypotheticals about who's going to make the Elite Eight with Kentucky, the number two seed, and Saint Peter's. I think Taylor mm-hmm. must begin the conversation because he is connected by marriage, by blood. To Big Blue Nation. So why don't you proceed? How, how's the fan base feeling? That's what I want to know more than anything else right now. But we I, I can mean, talk all day about uh, Oscar. Cautiously and... optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I think the real read on the, I mean, uh, Oscar, Shibwe has been like a revelation, you know, but obviously, but like the real, um, the underlying current for me is that uh, how Ty Ty goes is how the team goes. So you just need him to have a good game, and that's that's all you need. So, uh, I mean, I think despite you know their their loss in the SEC tournament, I really like them. I get a little bit worried they they only have one guy who's really a shooter in Kellen Grady, 
and he's kind of a liability in other aspects of the floor sometimes. And he hasn't been shooting well recently either. Yeah, he's been in a slump. So I get a little worried about that because sometimes they're shooting ghosts and they go through droughts where, especially against big physical teams, they can't just rely on like Oscar to, you know, grab every offensive rebound and score points. So it's a little that that kind of they turn into worry sometimes for five to ten minutes in a game. But um I mean, in this game, at least, I'm, I'm not worried about it. You know, Jersey City represents St. Peter's, the Peacocks. I don't know much about them, but uh, I, I like Kentucky in general, and I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll save for how far I have them going until we talk later. Well, do you have them going to the Final Four? He's going to save it. Don't rush oh, he's saving it, it, Mike. Yeah, we're, we're oh, doing you know, it later. Saving it for? I thought, are we doing it later? All right. I mean, I guess my my elite eight for the East is um. All right, I'm gonna. I can't believe I saw a Joe Lenardi thing. I you know I avoid reading or seeing other things. Um, you know Me other too. people's takes before we record, and I I saw I was just scrolling through so I saw Joe Lenardi. You know says UNC to the elite eight. <laughs> oh wow! I was so mad. I was so mad at all of it. I just you know I don't you know didn't like seeing it i didn't like lenardi's take and now i hate that i'm like oh north carolina in the elite eight i don't <laughs> it looks good it kind of looks good um but i mean definitely kentucky at the bottom i think that's the easiest run to the elite eight that anybody else will have i think they'll play virginia tech in the sweet 16 and get to the elite eight i think with a tough matchup against virginia tech um and then you know i I guess I'm going to go with the undervalued UCLA team. I mean, everybody else is already kind of banging that drum. I feel like, um, but I'll go with, I'll go with UCLA to get there. UCLA versus Kentucky. And I have Kentucky moving on. So Kentucky final four, Gonzaga and Kentucky is my left side of the bracket. Uh, I can't do the same <laughs> thing as Michael for my lead eight. I might have to change it a little bit. I definitely have Kentucky in the Elite Eight, and I have them winning against St. Peter. Is it Peter singular or plural? It's Peter's. Peter's. Yeah, it's possessive. A, it's, possessive. It's owned. Possessive. It was. It's yes, a there's a lot of Peter's around. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> you kind of – well, if I believe in the Gales – I, I just I can't get him to the final. I can't get him to the elite eight. I, I just can't do it. Um, give me Baylor. Give me Old Faithful. It's not sexy. It's yeah. it's terrible. It's chalky. I I don't love it. Yeah, that's where I stand as of now. That's gonna change most likely. Like Taylor, finish off the East for us. Yeah, I mean I have Kentucky and UCLA too. I love both those teams, and then I have Kentucky beating ucla ucla is the correct choice by the way i just could not make it a, a i really beat. like ucla and i kind of want to take them over kentucky i also think the murray state game assuming murray state wins which i'm you know i'm i'm on murray state here they will don't worry they'll win the murray state kentucky game i think is going to be more exciting than people think i think it's going to be a good really good game all right that concludes our east region preview we have more to come you're listening to the acc basketball degenerates